0: You are listening to The Lightforge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success, with your co-hosts ADWCTA and MURPS. Welcome to The Lightforge Podcast, this is Zabwagda. This is MURPS. Hello. Um, We're
1: going to chat a little bit about the arena today, even though uh, we really haven't, I certainly haven't been playing, I've been playing Diablo 2 hardcore ladder if any of you guys are out there tweet at us we can play together we can do some hell bail runs it'll be fun uh also Um, been playing some overwatch 2 beta mm -hmm. those have both been fun but back to arena Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah um same here uh definitely join us for diablo 2 hardcore if you're like in in hell i think we're like level 85 ish um, so we've been playing a lot since uh, since the ladder came out, and it's been fun. And a member of our team has already sadly passed away.
1: F in chat for Spatness. Okay. The, the... He
0: was with us the whole way, he was our sork, and uh, and he is re-rolling a character right now. Yeah, so we had,
1: uh, basically me, Advokta, uh, our friend Kyle who has played Di- Diablo 2 for a long time, and then we had Spatness as well. But Spatness bit off a little bit more than he could chew, and you know what? Every single time you create a hardcore character, mm-hmm. it's it's already dead. You just don't know when it'll die. And Spatness just died a little bit before, uh, you know, he would have wanted to. So
0: there we go. Mm-hmm. But the show goes on. I had on. the game crash on me four times, and I did not die are all unfortunate situations. Yeah,
1: it's um, it's rough. The, the servers are not great right now, and when the yeah. servers are bad, uh, you can always just completely rip. You can just completely, completely rip from doing that. So, oh, it's well,
0: yeah, it's what yep. it's what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But uh, but but it's cool. What sucks about D two right now is that the ladder's not actually live. They're like fixing it, so I don't know when we're actually going to see where we're really ranked. But I imagine we're probably in the- we're, we were in the top 2,000 when the ladder broke, that's when we're like level like 67, or I was level 67. Um, but we're probably in the top 1,000 now.
1: I think I, we I have imagine. to be higher, yeah. Um, Cause people slow down, some people just give up. Yeah, and some people die. Some people also just die. Uh, you already see people like level 88 and dead, that's rough. Like, level 88, I think you're gonna see like level 90 people be dead soon as well, Mm. but uh... See,
0: that's why you play, that's why I play a a jumping barbarian. It's my, it's my dancer barb, he did nothing until uh, I respect at the end except jump around and provide BO. And um, it knocks everybody back from two screens away. There is almost no way to die. Uh, it's wonderful.
1: Yes, uh, almost no way. If you get and it's just like the disconnect, right? Because if you get mm-hmm. disconnected, the server still takes like fifteen seconds to recognize the fact that you are not in the game. Um,
0: but, so, but here's the thing: if you get uh, if your game crashes, the server just kicks you out. It's the same ex- ex- as exiting. You actually have to disconnect.
1: Yeah you have to disconnect you have to disconnect
0: yes so it has to be like your internet or the server's internet like connection issues it can't just be like because my game keeps crashing but it's actually pretty safe because i just get booted out uh, like immediately there's probably like less than one second in which people can kill me um okay anyway enough about d2 that's obviously on our minds because the latter launched on thursday we've been playing all the time let's talk about arena so patch came out um the one that nerfed uh, miracle growth for druid and nerfed puffer fist overall uh for everybody and uh, i played uh a couple runs after the patch came out uh face of druids and it does make a difference it makes a pretty big difference on druid you can see it reflected in the win rates uh, we, we were talking about this, right? Where it's like, oh, it's just one card. It's not even their best card. Um, but it is a common. It does have the bonus offering. And more important than that, it enabled a whole different style of druid play. And it's a style where people can just fall back on. So now druids are more inflexible. It takes more skill to play druid. And the druid's average win rate is down. It was uh, over 55% before. Now it's 53.9%. Everybody was predicting like a 0.5% drop in win rate, but it actually dropped by more than 1%. It It, dropped by almost 1.5%.
1: It really does make a lot of sense. You're delaying uh, quite a few things, right, by one turn. Uh, And one turn is a very important turn. They don't get that huge taunt uh, early on. And in those times in which they're not getting a huge taunt, you're denying that big draw with you know medium, smallish taunt, which means that they have to cobble together probably a weak turn before that. And then everything mm-hmm. in the game is momentum-based, right? So you slow down or cut the momentum on that turn, and then uh, their win percentage will definitely drop because suddenly you have pushed more damage than you would have uh, if they had gotten up their like 7-7 or 8-8 taunt uh, a turn earlier and drawn uh, more powerful stuff like another miracle growth. Um, into even more options so yeah uh, that definitely makes a difference now unfortunately these changes did nothing for the lowest classes warrior in Mm -hmm. fact is now at 36 (laughs) it's like
0: (laughs) i think that's the lowest we've ever seen any class uh
1: yeah warrior right now or at least when i checked earlier today it was 36.6 i don't know if you're looking Mm -hmm. and it's any different now uh but that is trash wow um I, we were talking about how it's like kind of impossible for a class to be like 30 like low 35 percent um yeah. and, and yes it's still kind of true like jumping from 40 to 36 is a huge swing already and then to get that extra one percent or whatever it, it, it just means the class
0: is so terrible um mm-hmm. and when I, just, I mean, it's just it's it's just so bad down there, and it's not just uh, warrior. it's three classes. It's also priest. It's also hunter and warlock, which we're playing later today. It's still not doing well. It's at uh, less than forty four percent. That's uh, that's pretty low. So you basically have six viable classes right now, and you hope to roll one of them. Otherwise, you're you're in a lot of trouble. Um, and in some cases, like warrior, for example, a priest um it's it's an unplayable class in this meta yeah uh that's really rough so
1: i don't exactly know what the all-time lowest is for any single class i can confidently say we have never had a situation which three classes are this bad like historically bad even if Mm -hmm. warrior doesn't take the all-time record it is i think it's safe to say it is still historically bad right compared to uh, yeah Whatever class and whatever meta. And you have three classes there pretty much right now. That's yep. super duper rough. That's really rough. Um, but so, we got a little sparkle of news. Good news maybe? Oh, uh,
0: uh, Before we get there, I want to talk more about Miracle Growth. Like I don't want to move on from it just yet. Um, so I want to dig a little bit deeper into Miracle Growth because this really is the meta right now. And it'll probably stay the meta until the sparkle of news happens which will not be very soon i think but um could be um so in the current meta which is still dominated by druids and demon hunters that part hasn't changed their win rate is just now um a, a notch below 44 percent of below 54 percent rather than druid being above 55 percent and uh demon hunter actually still being around where, where it is right now uh, despite the puffer fist nerf. um so you're going to see still a lot of druids and Here's how Miracle Growth works now, in case you want to be a druid or you're facing a druid. Uh, By coming out on turn 8, you're missing usually an extra card. So Miracle Growth is generally a little bit smaller when it comes out. And it's not on curve. And it comes out one turn later. So... There's a lot of things working against it. You're generally not so scared of Miracle Growth anymore the way you were before. Before, like, you know, we if you watch the Coop, you saw, we faced, like, a triple Miracle Growth deck, and it was totally fine. We just couldn't do anything. They, like, drew all their cards <laughs> and, uh, and you know, fended off all of our attacks and just won. That's what you did. But you have a lot more space now with uh, with this card. And the win rates, it has the same win rate right now as, as Vibrant Squirrel or, like, Pounce. Like, this is where, like, Claw Fury Adeptives. Um, these are good cards, but they're really not, like, the top druid cards anymore. Uh, and that's where Miracle Growth has fallen. Um, I think, like, I would still rate it above all of those cards, but that's just the win rates. I think people are misplaying Miracle Growth right now. I think they're misdrafting Miracle Growth right now. They haven't adjusted. I mean, some of this win rate comes from decks that I literally could not adjust, right? because they already drafted the deck Uh, but you are now like if you're drafting a a druid like keep in mind you may not want multiple miracle growths anymore in your deck the second one actually hurts quite a bit because there ain't mana cards rather than seven and that really really matters and they're just kind of like not as good um but uh also the kind of decks that you're forming as druid overall because you don't have as much of a crutch in miracle growth anymore you're now functioning more like any other deck where you need something to draw to. You can't just draw to nothing, but it's Miracle Growth and it's so much value, so it doesn't matter. Like, a Miracle Growth functioned like a, a low RNG Ysera, where like you, you just play it and you just have a lot more stuff, and so it was fine. That was something you played for, as long as you don't run out of cards beforehand. And it just doesn't work like that anymore. Um, so you need an actual plan when you're drafting your druid uh it's still a very powerful class and miracle growth is still good right you're always happy to have a pounce or a claw fairy adept in your deck um but you really gotta you really gotta watch out for it 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 used to be way higher its win rate dropped like more than one percent um it used to be around a little below scales of anexia uh and now it's way lower uh within the within the uh Uh, the druid hierarchy of cards that that you would want it's below flipper friends right now and i think that's right i think i'd rather have a a, a flipper friends with its uh flexibility than a miracle growth unless i like have no big cards or something right um so uh so yeah that's uh that's that's miracle growth all right moving on to the news that mervs was talking about what 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 happened big big news happened in the arena actually you don't get this a lot Big news happened,
1: although it wasn't on any official channels, th- th- this is just something you gotta expect now. Uh, as you guys know, Ixar has these AMAs on Twitter, and you really should follow Ixar, and if you have questions, feel free to ask them, respectfully. Uh, but you should also read them, or you can just keep up on Arena HS because people will, will tell you, but you're not gonna get official like blog posts or anything from Blizzard. But during uh, one of Ixar's recent tweets, um, he originally said, hey, I've been playing 30 runs of Arena in the last week and I'm tired of Druids, in which everybody I think can be like, amen. You know, I totally get it. Uh, And then Matt London, who is on the team, uh, said, and I'll just read it out. We have the makings of a plan in place and we'll be doing manual micro adjustments in an upcoming scheduled hotfix. Did not specify when. We're still developing a long-term plan to address balance and communication, but that work is active and ongoing. Great. Manual hot fixes, mm-hmm. uh, manual micro adjustments. Manual micro adjustments. Uh, and let's face it, this was basically what was going on when Tian was there as well. We know that f- forever, how, however much it was automated, it was obviously not fully automated. Um, mm-hmm. So, and that's part of the reason why it was not just a button or a program that somebody could just click to start the programmer or do whatever. Uh, So that's encouraging. Uh, I think that, like, whenever we talk about, it's like, oh, what could be better with Arena? Some people talk about big, long-lasting changes. And then some people talk about, it's like, oh, what are the best bandages? What are the best sort of like, you know, immediate care things that Mm -hmm. we can do? And, I, I call it hospice. Yeah, sure, hospice. It, it, that's pretty depressing, because <laughs> hospice, like, you know, it makes it sound like something is, like, really dying, which, you know, it, yeah, this kind of is. I
0: mean, like, there's two ways to go about it, right? Like, you're, you're doing this until you replace it with something that's big, because a big change has to come. It right? has to come. Like, no one likes Arena the way it is right now and thinks that it has a future, like, the way that it is right now. Everybody thinks something big must happen. The believers think that something big is going to happen. It's going to be the best thing ever, right? Because there's big demand for limited format players in Hearthstone, or at least Hearthstone can generate or convert some of their existing user base to it, and it'll like extend the lifetime of the game. it be really, really fun. Um, you know, I am one of those people. Um, and most of you probably are, and the other group of people just think Arena is going to totally die and not be replaced and it'll be fine, but either way, it's, it's been probably two years now since they basically announced the upcoming death of Arena, and it just, they they haven't gotten around to replacing it or killing it off yet, so... It's happening, and you call it a bandage, but it's it's really hospice mode right now, which is fine. Because which is what great. Is hospice, yeah. What is hospice meant to do? Right. It's meant to alleviate pain. And right and now, people right feel now, some pain yeah as an arena player if you like the game mode and you're continuing to play the game mode like we are um like you know some of you listening are you want there to be less pain and you're looking forward to whatever they're going to replace it with or totally upgrade arena with but you also know it's not happening anytime soon so
1: so yeah i think this is nice um this is not something that matt london had to communicate right uh but i think this is welcome so i'm I'm glad that this is happening like i, I like the direction that wizard is going first of all xr just having these amas uh he's been having them for a while um that's always cool and we've gotten a bit of arena news from these xr amas throughout like the months and this news from matt london i think is fantastic because i think mm-hmm. the worst fear and the worst thing is just like uh, people thinking oh they're they're actually just not going to work on it tn left yeah. maybe yeah. there's going to be something huge as in like a new limited format that would replace arena like a year and a half to two years mm-hmm. out but this is it right and then whatever mm-hmm. crappy meta there is we're stuck with it until just the next expansion shakes it up and hopefully whatever paint splatter is there like it, it the meta forms uh, very well but we know that something is coming, although we don't know exactly when. I, I'm guessing then by stating this, it's not going to be like oh, just whenever the next expansion comes out, the meta will no, change. No, sounds very. Serious. It sounds like we are going to get some sort of balance and a new meta before the next expansion drops, which is good.
0: That's just a well, positive I mean, definitely thing. Definitely before the next expansion. You mean the next mini set drops?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So what they normally do is they release the mini set, which is going to be released in the first or second week of June. I think probably second week of June. Um, actually, considering how late this launch was, maybe even the third week of June. But it'll be released sometime in June, uh, and that'll come with a rotation. Uh, so the meta will all change then. But what this announcement means is that they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're obviously not committing to it forever. But they're at least—you don't just do this in the spring with the like, plan to drop it later on. So the plan is that they're going to basically, by hand, do what Tian auto-adjust system was supposed to do automatically, but really requires some by-hand stuff. But now, it, I don't know if they like figured out how the system works, or if they're just gonna really do it by hand. Uh, but either way, it means that class balance is still a thing. When the class balance looks really off, they're going to come in and they're going to fiddle with stuff until it all aligns roughly in a, you know, decent way. And that is huge news for arena players, because I want to play Warrior, I, you know, I want to play Hunter, I don't really want to play Priest, but it would be nice to see all of them be at least within playable range, right? And for me, what playable range is, is within 2.5% of 50%. So that is like the ideal. Like, if a class is 52.5% win rate, even if it's the best class, there is, like, I think you're crazy if you're, like, complaining about that. That is, like, the best that they, you can possibly hope that they do, and you shouldn't feel that bad about it. Why? Because over the course of the wins and the losses, a 2.5% above 50% rate gets you that 5% crit rate. That's the rate. Like I keep going back to this, but that five percent crit rate really is. It comes from Dungeons and Dragons, but it works on human psychology and also with all of us. Like we've grew up on these games, whether you play Dungeons and Dragons or not. Uh, all the systems of all the games that you have played has been <laughs> influenced by that. And uh, there, there is a crit rate, and the crit rate is that five percent of the time, if really ridiculous things happen, whether it's bad or good, you just kind of accept it and move on, and it doesn't totally ruin the fun of the game. And that 5%, when it comes to class selection, is 52.5%, 47.5%. Um, and you can argue that that should be interpreted, like, if you're very favorable to to Blizzard or you're just, like, you know, a person that's, like, good with rolling with it. You could be like, oh, that doesn't have to be for each class. That can be for each selection of classes, right? Like, for any three classes that pop up. Because you'll you'll always, you know, be, be given the option. But... I like to think that the class choice isn't like a pick the best class, which one of these is the best class, but rather uh, which one of these class do you want to play. So ideally it would go between uh, 47.5% and uh, 52.5% range. The top range obviously matters more than the bottom range. In reality, I think that's almost impossible to do. I think there may have been one meta in the entire history of Hearthstone that actually fit that criteria, uh, even at the top, not even counting the bottom. Um, but you want to get close to it. So that, that's the goal, right? And I'll tell you right now, not that, you know, I'm, I'm just being a dick, but this is this team's first time doing it. The results are going to be terrible. The They're going to be moving a lot of levers all at once, presumably across half the classes. And... They're trying to get to a narrow range and everything affects everything else and the chances of them coming up with a successful meta Like assuming they are actually moving stuff at the top and not just buffing the bottom buffing the bottom is a little easier Like if they just go around and then buff the bottom four classes I have more faith that this will be fine, but if they're touching the top at all uh, There's a huge chance this will blow up in their faces. So what I'm really hoping for so obviously very good that they're committing to doing this long term, right? Like, I mean, they're not committing to it, but their, their plan right now is to keep doing this long term, assuming that they have the capability and it doesn't take a ridiculous amount of resources. Um, so so that's very good. But I'm also hoping that they're ready to fix their mistakes quick. Because things are going to go wrong and we're going to suffer. I don't want to suffer for more than like a week when they can have win rates in like a couple days. Like very definitive win rates to say like oh we messed up here, like they need to adjust it immediately if things go wrong, once they once they make the adjustment the the initial adjustment yeah so.
1: and and it really is going to be about the speed of the adjustment because I, I think that um, look uh, some people will some people will find anything to criticize no matter what happens unless it's in their eyes the perfect meta. Um, but I think the vast majority of the arena community is appreciative of more communication, effort, and a timely response to whatever it is. So if you mess up, that's cool, that's fine. I think the vast majority of the community, if they see that the attempt is made, and if there is a mistake, mm-hmm. that it is addressed in a timely manner, I think uh, it, you know people will be very happy. Uh, really a lot of the anger and frustration in the community is a perception and I mean by perception I mean the reality of just kind of being ignored right uh, yeah. and not thought of but if stuff is happening uh I think everybody appreciates that
0: yep and this is gonna be a slow adjustment right like honestly I don't know what's going on in Blizzard but um these adjustments should have been made like a week after the expansion launch know two weeks at most instead it's probably going to happen like four weeks after the expansion launched which is a long time to be in a bad meta now there are reasons for that right they didn't nerf a druid card in the middle um they probably i assume it was not like super easy to figure out the system of what the ending left behind or how to make the adjustments um and this is the first time they're doing it they probably have to you know discuss things a bit more or whatever corporate people need to do to like get things through because it's blizzard right we're not we're not talking about like You know, two people talk to each other, and it's a done deal. (laughs) Like, a change gets made. Um, So, uh, it is a bit slow, and I hope that this gets done much faster uh, when the the mini-patch comes out, and they do a rotation afterwards. And also, after they do the balancing, to have a quick fix ready, if their balancing moves things really out of whack. Like, obviously, they don't need to fix it again if nothing's too seriously wrong, but if things start going off the rails, like... Don't stick us in a worse meta because you're trying to fix things. Like, yeah, stay stay on it. Um, and, um, and also just to the community who's, uh, who's listening to this, be a bit lenient on, on the initial attempt. Because like I said, this is really hard. I, I have, it, it will be, they will do a really good job, I think, if on their first attempt, it, uh, assuming they're touching the top. If they're touching the top at all and the bottom at the same time. If they make things better, even if it's just 10% better, 5% better, just a tiny bit better, I think that's a win for their first shot. Because the percent chance of this going wrong is actually really, really high when you move that many levers. Yeah.
1: Uh, by the way, when we say 10%, we're not saying a change of 10% in the win rate. We're, no, no, We're no, saying, saying 10%, 10% closer, closer to the, the to 50% golden what, Yeah, closer yeah, to so, the ideal. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, so right now we're at, what, 54%? So we need to move 4% there. So so 0.4%. So if they reduce the top-line win rate by 0.4%, which then, you might think, yeah. what? Well, that, that, that doesn't make that much of a difference. Oh, it does. percent and 53.4 percent do not even feel the same like you'll feel it actually in the game to just go down 10 percent and like i said bringing the bottom three classes
1: to above 40 percent right that'll be 10 percent bringing them to above like at or above 40 percent a significant difference from 36 percent
0: so yes that's what we're hoping for that's that, like it. I, that would be my line of them having a successful first shot at it, right? Yeah. Obviously, I told yeah. you my goal. My goal is that every class at the bottom is above 45%, hopefully above 47.5, but definitely at least above 45%, and the top is no more than uh, 52.5%. That's that I think would be what I would consider quote unquote perfect balance, not literally perfect, but as perfect as you can possibly hope for to do by hand. um but yeah uh so be, be a little lenient like if you just see them do a bunch of changes and then the end you're like well the numbers didn't move that much like the game feels a bit different but it's not like that amazing compared to before that's okay that's this is this is what you want and they're gonna get better at it uh as they as they gain more experience with it um it, it also like means that they can make things better So, like I said before, this meta's actually not that terrible. They've been, like, they've almost lucked out again. They totally lucked out the last time when the meta was, uh, in terms of what class was on top, was, like, the most reasonable it's, like, ever been without any adjustments. Um, This one wasn't as reasonable. This is probably an average unreasonable meta. But then they were nerfing for standard Druid. So it brought it back down to, uh... It's not, like, the best, but it's definitely better than average as far as, uh, uh... uh, unadjusted meta goes, um, so uh, so yeah, um, it's, uh, it's it's exciting development, and this is also I think this means that there's not going to be a, a, adjustments to the arena beyond this um, for the near future at least. Like I wouldn't expect a big thing to be dropping anytime soon, um, which is which is what we should all expect anyway because they just got the modes team together probably of February or March. And uh, it takes time for them to figure out what to do, then to like workshop it, then to test it a little bit, then to actually put it into the game, which has spaghetti code and all that. Um, So, yeah, Um, I'm still hopeful. Like, I see people in chat who are like, oh, no, Arena's just Arena's just going away. Nothing's replacing it. This is it. This is just what's happening. And I'm like, no, like Blizzard, Blizzard's trying to expand in all directions. That's their whole thing with Hearthstone, is that Hearthstone will be everything to everyone. And in order to be everything to everyone, there is a lot of everyone's in a trading card game who like limited play. Ixar was kicking around the idea of box. Um, there's obviously been the idea of just, like, an improved version of Arena uh, coming out with all sorts of different, like, smaller but still serious tweaks to the fundamental, like... Uh, drafting formula or the fundamental matchmaking formula or the fundamental just like anything right like reward system something's gonna change I, i i think there's a low percent chance they're just gonna let arena ride it out and just make adjustments every time they uh they put new cards in like something's happening at some point in the not too distant future like i'll give it a year max before something big that is bigger than anything they've ever done to arena before happens. Because they have a team, and it's, I don't know, like, a quarter, a a fifth of the team's job, a sixth of the team's job doing it, and you heard the tweet from Ixar, Ixar's been playing, like, 30 runs of Arena uh, since this expansion launched, and we've heard this from Ixar before in the the winter, uh, early winter, or, like, late fall, I forgot what, but he was playing a lot of Arena then, too. Like, this is clearly an issue on people's minds, right? Like, the... The continued, like, I'm gonna call it a failure, like, because from Hearthstone's perspective, it is a failure. Uh, the continued failure of this arena game mode and the consistent population of people still playing it, like, arena's not dying, but in terms of a player base, it's quite steady for years without really any like positive attention for blizzard since blizzard decided like to just stop it with the bucket system because they were doing more harm than good that was their analysis um uh so this has to be like a big you know i'm mean, not a big thing but like one of those like things where you're like we gotta we gotta fix this this doesn't make us look good right so they're gonna they're going to do something with it is my take i don't know what i don't know when exactly but it's gonna be within a year a year is a long time
1: Yeah, I think that sounds good.
0: Um, yeah. Uh and, and for the, the 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 naysayers, um also the communication has gotten better significantly over the course of the last few months. Um the Dreads and and Judge, I think I, I forget the exact um uh, people of uh, Redbeard I know did it. Like they're doing like card reviews, uh reveals. Like, the arena community is more integrated with Blizzard than it's ever been.
1: Yeah, it's true. Uh, they've given some of the uh, less interesting in terms of constructed uh, cards to streamers. And I hope they keep doing that. This And the thing is, this is pretty low-hanging fruit. Like, it's mm. been said for years. I remember when Hafu was still playing the mm. arena. And she was just like, why don't they give some of these uh reveals to the arena community because they would actually like that for example if if some arena streamer were to reveal bog creeper during you know during its first reveal people would be like oh my god bog creeper ah Mm. Uh, you know back when bog creeper was um
0: okay bog uh, creeper is still pretty good it's okay because it's in the meta right now and i've had to draft it a couple times and i I have to face it a couple times and every time it comes out i'm like you know what it's not that much worse than like Draconid, which I think of as like, uh, above average card in your deck
1: well draconid a lot of it like any dragon the tag
0: is yeah, worth so okay, much. fine. it doesn't have a dragon tag it doesn't but like, have the, the tag 6, eight is a better stat line than seven seven and yeah it can be targeted but these days also not yeah that many uh, no, no no, no.
1: draconid was so good for the last meta for a couple of reasons number one the dragon tag dragon tag was worth everything mm-hmm. this is why the the three five shitty dragon was like in my opinion yes, yes, better yes, than yes. a yeti right we talked about this yes um and number two, because of mages everywhere and all of their spells that cannot be targeted was actually pretty mm. damn big. Uh, because it, it was a meta consideration, right? Like, mages with rolling fireballs and all of that stuff right, was, right. like, and What I mean is not
0: Drakonid in last minute. I mean, Drakonid in this meta. Like, if oh, there yeah. was a Drakonid. Like, yeah, as sure. I'm playing it or playing against it, I'm like, you know what? That's pretty much the same as a Drakonid. Because your, your top classes now are Druid and Demon Hunter. Neither of which have spells that really target stuff. Um, So your cannot be targeted doesn't really function that much. And there's much fewer Dragon synergies now. So, uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Bot Creeper still... God, Bot Creeper back in the day. That was like the meta. It was the meta. meta. That just... That came out. That came out so big. Like, it was... It shook Arena to its core when it came out. Um, they, those were the big movements. It was a uh, zombie chow, and then it was um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Kraken, and then it was uh, uh, bot creeper. Those are those are the big ones. Okay, I think that's um, it, right? Yeah, uh, yep, that's it for for talking about the upcoming balance patch. I'm excited, I am very excited. I hope it comes early. Um, but we'll have at least like this is a relevant balance patch if it comes in the next like week or two because there'll be a whole month in this new balance uh era. And if they decided not to do it, then we would be in the same meta that we are in now for another like month and a half, and that would be a lot less cool. Um so at the very least, even if they mess up, it'll at least shake the meta up, and then hopefully they'll fix it after a week. Um, like the thing is, you can get away with almost anything for a week. Like people will complain, obviously, um, and you really should be able to fix it in like three days th- through business days at least, if not just three calendar days. Uh, but even if you don't, you'll have a whole week, and people will like just start to complain. And if they don't play the game, so what, right? Like they'll they'll come back when you fix it in a week. Um, but when it gets to two weeks, it, I, I think a lot more people get turned off sometimes for, for like permanent until the next uh, expansion or set like, comes out. Um, and it also just drags on a little longer. And if it's like a month, like forget it. Everyone's complaining by then. So, yeah. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's talk about one more small topic. Uh, this is a card. I, I just want to cover it. Because we didn't really give it a lot of attention, because we were talking about what I think are bigger fish to fry, but it's very important in this meta. It's it's one of the most important things in this meta, and uh, we, we should we should talk about it. And that is Reefwalker. Reefwalker, if you guys haven't played in this meta, because you will need no reminder if you played in this meta, it is a 3 mana, 3 2 elemental, Battlecry, and Death Rattle, summon a 1 1 Piranha Swarmer. Uh, and the 1 1 Piranha Swarmers have Rush. So, this card is an overstated three drop, but we've seen those. We, we have um, that 4 1, uh, Death Rattle 4 1 Imp, for example, that's a blatantly overstated uh, three drop. Um, this one has initiative, but you know, three drops have initiative sometimes. It's not really adding anything super new, but its win rate is the same as Fanny Arcanist. It is below night captain and obviously below mothership. I'm not even I like obligatory to ten seconds of, of mothership hate. Mothership is once again for a little bit, for a little bit, school teacher was pulling ahead of mothership by like 0.2% win rate, 0.3% win rate. Mothership and school teacher are the same again. They're they're like I mean they're not really close to the top legendaries, but they're they're the one step down from the top legendaries. Alright, they're above they're beating out Lady Prestor. Like, who here would rather have a Mothership than a Lady press door? It should be everybody. You're wrong if you say no. Um, anyway, uh, Night Captain's below Mothership, uh, 1% win rate below Mothership. And then you go down another 0.5% win rate, and you get Spammy Arcanist and Reefwalker. That is the next tier of really good cards. And Ram is also, like, right there. And then you go down another 0.5% before you get to Gangplank Diver and Amalgam of the Deep. So, Gangplank Diver is now one percent less win rate than Night Captain, which is gigantic. That's like only a tiny bit less than how much the nerf to Miracle Growth hurt it. Like that's the difference between Night Captain and Gangplank Diver. Uh, it's it, and it's it's widening as people figure out how to play against the Gangplank Diver because they correctly identified that if you uh, don't play around Gangplank Diver, you will lose a lot. But you can play around Gangplank Diver often, so. Uh, Or you can save cards to react to it. That's how you'll play around to it. Um, And uh, yeah, like it's taking a hit in the win rates. But anyway, back to Reefwalker. This means that Reefwalker is now the most impactful card in the new set. Along with Mothership, but again... Obviously, obviously Mothership is a problem. It's like I don't have to say every single time how bad Raid Boss Anyxia is. We know Raid Boss Anyxia is bad. Doesn't really matter even what the numbers say, but the numbers obviously confirm what everyone is seeing and just not realizing with Mothership that it's, it's terrible. Uh, Reefwalker is the other card that has the most impact in the meta for the win rate that, in the, uh, that came out of this new set. And if you are playing this game you need to watch out for Reefwalker. Now a lot of it is that it's a drop, you can't really do much about it, it kind of comes out, you kind of need to deal with it. But how do you deal with Reefwalker? And I think that is is a huge, huge deal. Because I oftentimes, I so oftentimes, see my opponents misplay when I play a Reefwalker. And I get screwed by Reefwalker less than I think other, like, than my opponents, because I'm playing I'm not like playing around it, but I'm reacting to it in a better way, and that is, I am looking at Reefwalker and I am treating it like the ridiculously powerful card it is, and I am not treating it like oh here's a four you know here's a what's that imp even called I keep forgetting hmm? the the four one three mana imp I keep forgetting the name, um, but yeah piggyback it. Piggyback Imp is way down at 55.1%, by the way, and Reefwalker is at 56.8%. So, it's a huge difference. Um, And the thing with, uh, with Reefwalker that you have to remember is, one, this is a card with initiative. So, if you're playing it, and you're not putting it out on three, you should hold it until you need the initiative, because it is an initiative card. But also that too, if you're against a class who cannot ping and you have the board, then Reefwalker does not need the initiative and it may be better to just play the Reefwalker without the initiative because the, if you play without the initiative and the 1-1 survives then your next turn that 1-1 gets actually an extra attack after you kill off your existing Reefwalker. So, all of that plays into Reefwalker's value, and it's the same thing. I've seen people just leave Reefwalker on my one one on the board when they do like you know something after I play it, and they had a choice to remove it because they're like Demon Hunter. That's the big one, right? Demon Hunter can always remove the one one if it's not like going into something. Demon Hunters can make a trade with Reefwalker and use their hero power and preemptively remove the one one rather than you know actually give an initiative, uh, and they don't do it. Oftentimes, even though they then set up the board so that I would get a very good trade with a Reefwalker and a one-one that comes out of it, and it seems like they're not pushed to it—that they just don't—they're not just, they're just not calculating the Reefwalker Death Rattle as a one-one with Rush, which it seems obvious because that's what it is and that's how you should calculate it, and it seems like a really obvious reminder. But at least twenty-five percent of the people play against my reefwalker incorrectly. And I see what cards they have in their hand. Uh, sorry, when I say people, I mean demon hunters. Because other classes may really have no way to deal with it. Um y- you gotta you gotta give Reefwalker the credit. Because if you don't, that's when it destroys you. And it can destroy you. That win rate is not just like like if there was a card release right now that was a 4 mana 4-6. Four like it's just an overstatted, you know, four drop. And in a very good way, like a very good overstated four drop, its win rate is not going to be anywhere near Reef Walker right now. It's just, it's not. It's just not that powerful. So, Reef Walker is doing a lot that flexibility and also the reaction. So don't let it do more than what it was actually designed to do. We rated it a B initially, uh, b- partly because of a hasty rating because I didn't know it had rushed, so I rated it a C before. And then we like scrambled to move it up to a B. It should be a B plus. it's not an A tier card. Um, and I mean, it's not really performing like an A tier card. Like the problem right now with Gangplank Diver isn't that it's performing like an A tier card. It's that it's performing like a, a B tier card or maybe a B-plus tier card, even though it is an A-tier card. Uh, and uh, Night Captain, on the other hand, is a B-plus card, but in this meta, it's performing like an A-tier card. Actually, uh, I-, I think I-, I moved it up to an A uh, in my like internal rankings, but like, it's still a very low A. It's just performing really well in this meta
1: night captain just feels very consistent you're gonna be able to get it off a lot and then gangplank diver um the thing is i I think a lot of people expect it to every single time i put it down for it to dominate um and and night captain kind of feels like that right like you kind of forget about the times you don't play and then whenever you can play it which is a lot uh you're mm -hmm. like oh man i've gotten super value and then there are some times in which you play gangplank and they play like any of the divers in response to your diver, you're just like, wow, this was shit. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes it does just single handedly win you the game. So it's definitely a little bit more polarizing, uh, and so, but polarizing cards sometimes don't feel that uh, that sort of like a tier uh, effect because you expect it to be a lot, but the c- it, the consistency just isn't as um, it's just yeah. not there for your liking.
0: Yep, it's it's very swingy. Night Captain, you're in control. Uh, with Gangplank Diver, you are all most likely not in control, right? Your opponent is the one in, in control, um, which is weird uh, for for a card in, with, with rush, but it, it has to be that way. Um, and and all the counters, right, uh, added to it. But yeah, uh, that's that's my like general analysis on on Reefwalker and a little bit of a tip on how to deal with it. Like it's not the easiest card to deal with. But outside of Night Captain and Diver, Reef is the one that's warping the meta. That is that is public enemy number three, and Ram Commander is public enemy number four. But I think we're we all we were always all okay with Ram Commander, and nobody wanted a band because uh, it was it was always kind of like fine. Um, it's just it's very good meta to ping stuff right now. Uh, one of the reasons why Demon Hunter is so good. Um, and one of the reasons why Reefwalker is so good, because it effectively has one immediate ping and one delayed ping. Uh, so, yeah, uh, th- think about Reefwalker harder. Um, I think a lot of people just aren't really thinking of Reefwalker once it hits the board and it has that death rattle. But really look at its death rattle and how it affects the board. Like, you don't need to make predictions on what your opponent's going to do the next turn and what cards that they have. But you do have to treat that Reefwalker's Death Rattle as being a part of the board with initiative the very next turn, assuming that they could kill off the Reefwalker somehow. And I don't think enough people are doing that. I think people just look at it and go, oh, that's a Death Rattle. I don't have to worry about it. Well, it's a Death Rattle with Rush. So it literally has initiative. And this thing has two health. So it'll kill itself on almost anything you put on the board. So that 1 1 has initiative the next turn. Um,. And people just haven't adjusted to it yet. Uh, they will, um, but it's been, like, I thought the adjustment would have been done in the first week, but it, it hasn't. I repeatedly see people make this mistake uh, and um, just wanted to, you know, think about it. I don't know if uh, our listeners, uh, if you're uh, potentially under-responding under, under responding to the Reef Walker or not, but I know that I see it a lot uh, among my, my opponents. Alright, cool. Um, yeah, so that's that's card Good Bad at Reefwalker. Super good. Uh, that's that's it. I don't have any uh, any more topics to cover.
1: Nope, that's today. it.
0: Look, we always drag on longer
1: than we need to. We don't have to. This is it. We talked about everything we needed to talk talk about.
0: Okay, well, uh, the, the, maybe we could drag it on a bit for no, our, our Patreons don't. at patreon.com slash grinninggoat. It was your birthday last week, uh, but but you got uh, part of your present this this last couple of days with Diablo 2. and we talked about it a bit in the beginning of the podcast. That's how much you wanted to talk about Diablo 2. So let's talk a bit about Diablo 2. What is your most exciting ladder hardcore ladder moment so far? And what are you liking and disliking about the experience? compared to everything you have hoped and dreamed about for the last, I don't know, 15 years.
1: I like how you're trying to make this sound as if anything is new with this game. Nothing is new with this game. I am shackled to this game. Am I having fun? Maybe. I don't know. But I am shackled to this game, uh, and th- that that's kind of where, where we're at right now, okay? So don't make it sound like this is some... Okay. Uh super lighthearted thing that's like super duper fun. No, I am I am shackled to this game and, and and that's that and I will play it but that is the reality.
0: All right. Well, I'm having a lot of fun with this game. You may have noticed that I've done a lot more runs and a lot more solo play than I did when the game actually came out and uh, like when the resurrected game came out. And that's because hardcore ladder it I don't want to say like it means something, but it's more thrilling. Because if you die, you die. So you have to make sure you don't die. So at least you have to not die. But also, there's not as much people playing Hardcore Ladder. And the stuff that you find could potentially be valuable and... There's a a very there's a consistent system right of like stuff just disappearing because people wear them and you know then they die and then it goes out of the economy and uh, it's also just the first couple of days of ladder so everything's like kind of kind of new and there is a ladder even though there's a bug and they're not showing the ladder I am excited to see where I am on the ladder and depending on where I am maybe I'll set goals and like you know try to get some exp and climb to a certain spot I don't think I'll be like ever top 10 or anything but it's something to like you know keep me going in the game so i've been having a lot of fun in this game and if you enjoyed diablo 2 before or diablo 2 resurrected now's a pretty good time to get back in it um the pace of the latter is not breakneck if you don't care about being like literally the number one uh a person um because there's just not that many people playing it, and the vast majority of people playing it are people who are like our age, uh, and so they have like jobs, definitely, and uh, also likely like kids, and it's just interrupting their playtime. So it's a it's a pretty chill ladder experience uh, overall, which is which is nice.
1: Well, it's chill for people unless you're at the very top. There's like Mr. Llama SC who is. I think last I checked was level 95 already. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: I mean, not the yes. very top. Obviously, you got to take out the first, the top couple of people who do it professionally, right? Like, those are not your competition. They're not, you're not doing that. You know, you don't got the resources. You don't got the, the people supporting you the way he does with, like, physical gifts of the best items. Um, yeah, you, you don't got that. That's not, that's not the game you're playing, all right? You're, you're playing with the, the rest of the people this is true uh, and it's pretty fun it, it's
1: pretty fun so you guys should check it out if you want a hit of nostalgia
0: mm-hmm all right well that's it for a question from the goat we'll see you on next week's life forge podcast until then this is adwickta this is Murps. good